gospel now, what I watch on TV, what I listen to on the radio. Um, now, does that mean I think someone's going to hell because they're watching a show that's got things in it that shouldn't? No, that's not what it means at all. For me, it means I want to keep every, every inch and every ounce of garbage out of my brain because the more I put in there, the more it's going to come out here. And I can't show people how to go and, and live for Christ if I've got this garbage in my head. I've got to have a clear mind so I can serve him the way he deserves to be served. Uh, the community and the fall festival. You know, I love this community of Falkland. And I haven't always been like that. It's somewhere to live. It's the way I thought of it. It's a good place to raise your family. You don't have to worry about the crime rate and things like that. It's just a good place. Okay, I'm 39 years old. I've lived here my whole life. That's the first fall festival I've ever been to. Never been to one. I care about my community now. Because of what Christ is doing in me, I want to share it with my community. I want them to... to, to progress and and to prosper and to do good things and you know i can be an example to this community you know if i build this community up they can build the community next to them up and before long that goes a long way and the last one this is a touchy one bama football okay so yesterday texas a&m had the ball on the two about to punch it in and win the ball game with three seconds left two or three years ago i'd have been screaming throwing stuff at the TV, walking outside. I wouldn't be able to finish it. I, I had an uncle that was literally told, if you don't quit watching Bama football, you're going to die because it makes your blood pressure so bad. Look, I don't care now, okay? I still root for my team. I want Alabama to win games. But if they lose last night, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get a good night's sleep because it don't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, and that's what it brings me to what I want to talk about is the verse... Let's see, it was verse 17. talks about the futility of their mind. Okay, I looked this word up, and that means pointless or useless. Another definition is lack of purpose, importance, or effectiveness. So that's what we do today is, is look, and when you open your mind up this, you're going to see how irrelevant all these things you put in your life can be how pointless, useless, and, and ineffective they are in your life. Bama winning a football game has nothing to do with how I'm going to walk the next day, how I'm going to talk, how I'm going to serve Christ. You know, who wins Friday nights at this stadium has nothing to do with, with how I'm going to act or if it's going to change my life. Any. It's not going to change my life a bit, not one bit. But that change should have taken place in your life when you give your life to Christ. And it's time we take all these things in our lives that have no importance, no effectiveness, and no meaning. It's time we look at those things, analyze our lives, and say, look, I can live without these things. These things have no effect on God's will in my life. And when we do that, we can clear our mind and we can begin to serve Him like He deserves.
difficulty. Hey, there we go. Sorry, Facebook, YouTube. I am not going over what I just talked about. Except for the 29. It's all just... If you put that in that's not supposed to go on the side of the spring and where you put your AA batteries in, it will not ever work. So, all right. Let me back up and just rewind everything. But, uh, so the 29th, the little fall festival, if you want to have your vehicle open with candy in the trunk, then, then come on with that and set up out there. We've got a, a blow-up obstacle course for the children to walk, you know, to run through and have fun in. And I think there'll be a caramel apple bar where people make caramel apples. Um, Jenny, yes, yeah, she's in here. Was you, you said something about chili last week. Are you wanting to do any of that? Chili cook-off. We'll think up whoever wins. We'll think of some kind of trophy or prize or something, gift card, a little money, you know, something like that. If you want to cook chili and have a participate in the chili cook-off. Um, and then, um, let's see. Also tomorrow, I know the women have this little group text amongst them, and Gabby sent out a thing about um, bringing chips and. Debbie snacks for the day for the um, feeding the JV football team tomorrow. And if you want to help with that, help serve, because right now I think there's like three people, maybe four, that can be there. But uh, then be at the school over here in the cafeteria at two thirty, two thirty tomorrow, and uh, help serve the football team tomorrow. All right, I think that's it on announcements. So, um, oh, and for next Sunday. The women did put up a food sign-up sheet in the back on that back table. So if there's something you want to bring, sign up. Just bring it, whatever. But hope we have a lot of people here and uh, serve a lot of fish, fries, hush puppies, chicken, and all that kind of stuff next Sunday. Um, looking forward to it. It's supposed to be beautiful weather. I think sunny and 72 for a high. So that's great. Um, so let's receive our offering. Amen? Yeah. No, we don't. We're not a church where we preach on money. We obey the Word of God. You know, God said in His Word, He says, bring your tithes into the storehouse and see and see. So we've got to do something to see what God's going to do, right? We've got to be faithful because He's faithful. Not so He is faithful because He's going to be faithful whether we are or not. We're just not going to be on the side of that blessings if we're not doing what He said. And it goes way beyond tithing, way beyond offerings, way beyond giving money into the church. Okay, that's our everyday life what we do every day this is part of that that we do to honor and glorify god with what he's told us to do so um as we pray this morning we want to pray for miss brenda leather she had surgery on friday um she come home friday afternoon she's doing she's doing good she's got to be on light duty for i think three four weeks can't lift over 10 pounds she had a a mass on her side that had got bigger and bigger over the years and they was able to go in there at uab and take that off so uh so she, I know she's happy that that's gone. Miss Pat, this morning, Miss Pat Foster asked for prayer. You know, we've been praying for her family because her sister passed away. Um, well, her brother-in-law, the sister just passed away, husband had a heart attack. Um, and so he's, he's doing okay, I guess. He's doing good, but she just asked for us to pray for him. His name is George. If you can't remember that, like me and Debbie was talking this morning, just Sister Pat's brother-in-law, all right? Um, and uh, she asked prayer for her arm this morning. She's got a situation going on with it, and we prayed for it before we're going to pray for it again. 
So, all right. Well, let's pray right now and receive our offering. Heavenly Father, we come and we thank you for this time we've already had together this morning, God, for your word that's come forth, for the praises that's come forth, God, for the singing. God, we just thank you for it. God, that we can just come and draw together in, in one mind and one accord as you've told us to. And God, everything that we do is nothing of ourselves, but all glory and praise goes to you. God, we just uh, bring these different needs to you this morning. We pray for Miss Brenda Leathers, God, that you touch her. God, that you tend to healing her. God, that it's a speedy recovery from the surgery. And she'll be able to get up and do the things she needs to do without any problems or, or complications or anything because your hand's on her. We thank you that your hand's on Miss Pat this morning. You're touching that arm, bringing healing to it right now in the name of Jesus. Your word says, by your stripes we're healed. And, Father, we just agree with her and, and right now that she is healed. And we thank you for that. Thank you, God, that you're with her brother-in-law, George, that you just touch him when having this heart attack. And, Father, we know that grieving over the lost loved one and, and different things come into our lives and, and cause things to happen. But, Father, we thank that he looks to you and trusts in you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we just ask that you, with the rest of the service this morning, God, that we open up and allow your Holy Spirit to move in our hearts and lives as you, as you want us to, as we need to, God. And that we don't hold anything back. But, Father, we just, we just receive and, and we learn and we grow from the Word this morning. And, Father, Your Word goes forth out of these walls into the community and into our different lives each and every day. God, we ask You to bless these tithes and offerings that come forth this morning. That You just touch and bless each one. And we give You all the glory and honor and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now come ahead. Thank you. All right. I, I forgot to say it's good to see Miss Bonnie Hughes with us this morning. We praying for her last week, and she was in the hospital, and, you know, she is uh, doing better. She's got to have another procedure on the 14th, right, And um, down at UAB, or down in Birmingham, St. Vincent's. Um, so we want to be remembering her as we pray this week. And this little woman's a woman of faith, and I know she believes she's healed. And so when you pray this week, you, you just join your faith together with hers that when they go in, they won't find anything wrong. Ain't that right? Nothing wrong. You're better before they get there is what, what we're going to believe. Amen. All right. We all go to children's church this morning. I didn't say as they go just yesterday, y'all helping everybody that was there, the ones that you know, if you, did, if you did not fill a bag of popcorn and give a donut out, you being there was a blessing, I promise. We had people handing out tracts all over. Normally we give out little things on our church and pens when they come up. People just take them, Sharon was, and just said, and others, and just handing them out to people. You know, not just blessing people. That's what they were doing. They were just handing stuff out. And we gave away 11 dozen donuts yesterday and made two full boxes of popcorn that, that we popped through our popper. That, that, that thing's getting some work out, and it's doing good. It, it tried to keep up. And so you just being there yesterday and the fellowship that went on was, was great and amazing and wonderful, and we thank you all for that. We do. I know that just the church family, just you can see the unity coming together and people, people coming together and, and wanting to do and, 
and just wanting to help any way they can. And it just it, it makes it such an easy place to pastor, I promise. And I hope and pray that we'll never have a church. And we're, we're going to have problems and people's going to have problems because we're all human and we have issues. But I, I believe we're going to be a church that's strong enough and grounded enough in the Word of God and what He's told us to do that we don't let those things overtake us and we can walk on through them and get past them and, and not have any of this mealy mouth stuff going on or backbiting or gossiping or anything like that about anybody. And, and it's just great. It's wonderful. So thank you all. I can't say it enough. can't say it enough. And for ones that didn't know all the work that the women done last week with the uh, decorations, they won first place. So thank you all. Yeah. Appreciate it. Y'all went above and beyond as usual, and, you know, though I didn't see a, a thing around that any other decorations that could touch y'all's. That's not a biased opinion or anything. I mean, it is, but, but do really, thank y'all. Um, so this is our last message in Freedom in the Spirit that we're going to be in. This is our fourth time we've talked about this fourth week, and um, we're going to do our best to wrap it up. We've got a lot of Scripture to cover. There is a lot of things that go in to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We do not have a time on today, because I'm not going to keep you all here that long, because I know from sitting there for 43 years, there's only so much that your butt will let your mind absorb. <laughs> and teachers, I know my sister-in-law Erin back here, she is a teacher at Austin Middle School. She can tell you firsthand that I'm sure 15 minutes into it, they do not listen. So, and I'm not saying y'all as bad as kids, but I've sat there, and I and I know how long my attention span is. So, but we're gonna get through this, y'all. Just bear with me. You know, there's we could dive a lot deeper in this conversation and this discussion, and there may be a time to where we'll have a class on the gifts of the spirit and and the you know the different motivational gifts or the body of Christ and how the apostles, prophets, teachers, all that tying together. But we're not going to do that this morning, I promise. We're going to go through some of these gifts and we're going to take and use what we learn in our everyday life. That's what we're here for. So we can come in here, learn from the Word of God, no confusion, no like, what in the world? I don't, I don't get that. I don't, it's a bunch of, you know, whatever. And, and, but we can take these things and use them in our life each and every day. And so that's why we're on the freedom and the power of the Holy Spirit. Not only in here, you need to let, if you can't let the Holy Spirit use you in here, you are definitely not going to let Him use you out there. If you sit there every Sunday, stone-faced, stone-cold, not worried about it, just let me get through this till I can get out, then you need to check yourself. You need to check your heart. Because I promise God's dealing with you. You can push Him away all you want to. But, you know, there's, there's no way that you cannot say you come in this morning and did not feel that God's presence, the Holy Spirit's presence here. I mean, I was in tears with the music this morning. And it wasn't just because my daughters were singing it. I needed to hear again, look, I'm clean. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Or this morning, I'm clean because I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb, because of His sacrifice, because of His Holy Spirit. Whatever happened, happened. That's fine. But now I'm clean. And, and we let 
things in our mind, like Brad talked about, these, you know, renew our mind, the spirit of our mind, because we let all these things bombard us and we forget we're clean. I was driving home the other day and I was, and, you know, this, this is me thinking, okay, that's under my drive time from home and stuff and work. And I don't know, something happened. I, I promise I don't ever flip anybody off. I don't ever do nothing like that. I want to throw my hands up at them. But then I have to remind myself, hey, Goofy, you're a, you're a pastor at a church now. What are you going to do when you're throwing hands at that guy and he walks in on Sunday morning? He's like, oh, you're that guy. Then he walks back out because I'm not who I'm supposed to be. So I tell myself, look, I have to remind myself because I'm still new at this pastoring thing. Hey, 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 buddy, you're a pastor. You're a pastor now. You've got a lot of people you need to be praying for besides just worrying about your little old self. My forward no more. Trust me, you was all in my prayers this morning. I didn't know who I was going to be here, but I prayed for every seat that was filled this morning, every person that filled a seat, that they would let the Holy Spirit use them this morning. That, that you would let what we've been talking about and the freedom we have and the power we have through the Holy Spirit work and move in your life and quit being just so uptight and I don't want to move, I don't want to do anything. You need to let God use you. That's why you surrendered your life to Him so He could use you, right? If you're saved, that means you surrendered your life to Christ. He, he come in, He sent His Holy Spirit and to lead and guide you in all truths, as we've said every week. But if you sit there and don't let Him, He's not going to pull you. He's not going to take you and throw you in there. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you through everything. So, so let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. We read over these verses the end of last week. We want to talk about them again, and we'll go through a lot of different other ones as we go on this morning. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another differing gifts of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So, there's a lot of words there. There's a lot of things. But the main point here is that it's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same Spirit of God that gives each and every one of us the ability to do this. Because we're not going to do it at all on our own at all. So I believe each and every one of these are still relevant today. Each and every one. There's people that teach different, and we're not going to get into differences of teaching to this morning, I promise. But this is a smart Carol's belief. You can believe what you want to, that some of these things don't work anymore. But I, I do believe that God still works and moves through people. I do believe that miracles can still happen. You're a miracle if you've given your life to Christ. That's, that took faith. That's a miracle. Right? We, we think miracles, we think of just somebody coming back to life, somebody, you know, just God healing them, just what, and those are miracles, but we, we put a, a ceiling, you know, up here on miracles instead of what God's doing for us every day. It's a miracle we wake up every day sometimes. It's a miracle we can get out and walk. It's a miracle sometimes that we make it from work to home and from home to work without somebody plowing into the side of our vehicle. 
Because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how, how the day is going to go when we get up in the morning. That's why we've got to trust in God every day when we get up and believe in Him and, and know that He's going to take care of us. So these things still work. But our problem in, in our modern day time in a lot of churches and a lot of Christians' lives is we do not allow the Holy Spirit to move in our life because we're scared of it. Because whereas we, as you said in verse 1, I do not want you to be ignorant, my brethren, to the works of the Spirit. So we're not stupid with it. It scares us a lot of times. It's like, ah, I don't want none of that. That's going to, make me, it's going to make me do and say things that I'm not comfortable with and hear things. But when we're led by the Spirit, we don't care what everybody else thinks. We don't care what they do. We know we're doing what God's told us to do. Jesus told us when He was on this earth that we, was be, we would be able to do greater things than what He did, right? Greater things. In John chapter 14 and verse 12, it says, Most assuredly, did I put that up there, Cole? There we go. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, Jesus, the works that I do, he will do also. We all read and know what Jesus done on this earth. He raised people from the dead. We cannot forgive sins just like he did, but we can pray with them that their sins are forgiven, right? And they say the prayer. He healed people. He healed people. Why? Because He's Jesus. No, He was man, so He had the Spirit of God working through Him. He had the Holy Spirit working through them. That's how He performed the miracles He did while He's on this earth. So with us having the same Spirit inside of us that Jesus had as a man on this earth over 2,000 years ago, we can perform and do those things that He did. Jesus didn't have any doubt. That's our problem. We doubt the things when it comes to this point. When it comes to this, we doubt that those things still work, and that's why they don't work. And he said, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. He told us earlier, or he tells us in here also, that he, if he did not go to his Father, the Holy Spirit could not come. So he had to go to his Father for the Holy Spirit to come here and stay with us on this earth and live in our hearts and reign and rule in our life. He had to do that. That's how Jesus was able to be as a man, as much God as man, but as much man as God, it's, don't get confused by it, okay? Jesus bled just like we did, we know, because we talk about that blood. He felt pain just as we did, as we do. But he was full of the Spirit of God. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 18. Mark 16. He said to them, Jesus said to them, this is... This is Mark's account of Jesus ascending back into heaven, right? The great, the great commission, or some people call it, I like to say the great suggestion because that's how we treat it. We're suggesting that you go all the world and preach the gospel. We, we're suggesting that. We don't think of the commission as something we have to do. Now, that's cute. We'll leave that to the pastors and preachers up there on Sunday morning. You're a child of God. We've said this a lot before. We'll say it again this morning. You're a child of God. This is for you, not just for me, not Pat. Bradley, JJ, Daddy, whoever that preaches, it's not just for them. This is for you. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So he who believes, we believe, we're saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, these signs shall follow them that believe. So these signs should be following us that believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. They should be following us. People should see this. 
In my name they shall cast out demons. Hold up. It's Halloween time. You know, ghosts and goblins, people go to haunted houses this time of year. And whatever, more power to you. If you want to go pay to get scared, then you have at it. Because I can sit at home by myself and let thoughts and stuff go through my mind and every little noise that comes along, I get scared enough myself. I don't need any help to get paid to get scared. I've been to them. I laugh at them most of the time. But I've told my daughters, they go and watch Hallie. She'll, she'll watch horror movies and stuff like that. And then she'll be at home like, oh, my God, what was that? I'm like, you just watched a TV. Now, I do have a scary clown mask. That was the best $10 I ever spent. <laughs> now, Hallie hates clowns, and I know this. So it's, it's ugly looking. Got a big old mole on it. Got red hair. And I'll put it on. I did the other night. When was this, Monday night, maybe? So I'm in there, and Ariana likes to help me. You know, she called her in there, and Ariana's sitting on the couch. And I'm sitting down behind the couch. And they're looking at something on Ariana's phone, and I just stand up. And Hallie, she's just looking at Ariana's phone and pay, to, pay attention to me. And I just tap her on the shoulder. And she looks, loses breath, screams. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. And I do it at random times of the year, not just the Halloween just to keep her on her toes. She's hid it from me before, and I'll find it. But she hates it. But anyway, my form entertainment, my children, let me have my fun. But so, but I'm not going to pay to get scared. So we cast out demons. And I've, I'll be honest, I have never prayed for somebody that was demon-possessed that I've seen a spirit leave. I've been around things like that that's happened. I have. We've had it happen here. You had it happen in North Carolina. Those things are real. I believe people can be oppressed and demon-possessed to this day by devils, by demons. And, and if that time comes, guess what? We've got the power and authority to cast it out. And it would scare some people in here when it happens. And, and I pray that it does happen one day so people's eyes can be open to it. Okay? And so, you know, I believe those things are real. If not, then the devil would not be the ruler of this world. He would not torment our minds every day. But we can cast out demons. How do we cast out demons in his name? In his name. He sent the 70 out, right? And he said, the 70 said, hey, look, they're even subject to, the demons are subject to us through your name, through Jesus' name. So these 70 were not the original 12 that he picked out, right? But they were 70 other people and sent them out by twos and said, you go and you do these things in my name. And, and so these things will happen. These should be following us. And you say, well, I'm just supposed to walk up behind somebody and say, in the name of Jesus, come out of them. If the Spirit leads you to that person, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will give you power to do those things because you're not going to do them on your own. And the Holy Spirit will show you who that is and what's going on. It won't be on your own power and your own might. So don't go out tomorrow or today and go to work. They're demon-possessed. I'm going to go pray for them. Better watch yourself. Because nowadays you go laying your hands on people out in public, you might get laid hands on back, whether you speak the name of Jesus or not. So, you know, watch yourself. And this, this is where we've got to learn, and this is where we've got to get into the Word of God and learn from it and be more in tune with God's Word than just on Sunday mornings. Because these 30 minutes, you, you just take this stuff and you get confused with it. And you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. Because we don't get in the Word. 
And we don't study the Word. We leave it up to the pastors and preachers to do that for us. And that's just lazy on our part. That's all that is, is lazy. So he said, These signs shall follow them. In my name you will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. Take up serpents. Yeah, I've told you all that we've, we've been uh, accused of that here, taking up serpents. I told a guy at work, and he joked with me all the time, and I've talked about him before. I'm still praying that he comes. But I told him that we, this past week we're setting up a booth over here and we give away popcorn and you know, donuts and coffee and water. And I said, and I think we're, this year we're going to bring some of our snakes over there and have a snake handling lesson to where they'll understand this is how you handle poisonous snakes. Of course, they thought it was funny. I said, no. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. The first snake that's ever brought out here will be the last time that I I promise. But there's people that do it, and we know. We know. There's people in this area that believe that and do that. and I, We're not going to. God gave us a sound mind, and I know not to touch and pick up poisonous snakes. All right? And I'm not, you're not going to see me up here dancing around with them and, you know, just so God's Word can go forth. But they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's you. That's not just for whoever's preaching to come here in altar time. I mean, sure, I, I want the healing, that, that manifestation of that, and that Holy Spirit working through me when somebody comes up for prayer that they get healed right then. I do want that. I want to see that every week when somebody comes up for prayer. I want them to go away shouting and singing and say, no, nothing's ever bothered me again. But it don't work that way every time, does it? But they should be following those who believe. Those things may not happen as soon as we pray. And when I pray, and we're going to read in a minute, about the prayer of faith. When I pray, I'm speaking faith. I cannot heal you. Nothing I can do can heal you. The Spirit of God, the Word of God, your faith is what's going to heal you. We're going to read in James in a minute, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. So, it's, it's not me, it's not who's praying for you. It's a lot, you've got to watch who's praying for you. But it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit working through that person and working in you and you having faith to believe enough that, you know, it may not happen then. It may not happen right now, but I'm going to stand on the Word of God and what He's told me and I'm going to keep believing and I'm going to keep standing until I see that miracle, until I see myself healed, until I see the Word of God produce out of my life. So that's what, that's what He's talking about. We'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So, so we're going to do these things when we believe on Him. So it's all got to start. If you're not saved and made Jesus Lord of your life, then none of these else, these signs don't follow you. Alright? So if you hear the Word of God and keep pushing it away, then you're one of those that are going to be condemned. I'm sorry. That sounds mean. Everybody should be accepted. I saw a picture yesterday from the little rally up in Coleman. You know, Coleman coming out party they had at Depot. And I, I think the pictures I saw, there might have been 20 people there. Which I'm glad none of the other redneck mafias around went up there and caused the scene because that's what they wanted. Then it would be all over the Internet. So one of their pictures they had up was love is love. Or one of the flags. It was on a flag. It says love is love. So love is just love no matter what we do, Right? We talked about it Wednesday night. You can't judge. Love doesn't judge. 
I can love anybody and whoever I want to and live the lifestyle I want to because I love them. There's a, there's a meaning of love that people get mixed up with lust, and that's what it boils down to, a perverted twist on God's love. Love is God and God is love, right? That's what the Bible says. God is love. Love is not love. God is love. All right, let's read on. Now, I'm going to be here a while, and y'all are going to get mad and say I'm long-winded. I've been told that already. I'm looking at him. He told me. <laughs> so each of us, when we were saved, if you're saved, you were given a measure of faith. And it wasn't a grain of mustard seed measure. You know, people get that. Well, I got the faith as a mustard seed. Well, good for you. Then you should be producing a tree out of your life. Not keeping it a little mustard seed. Because a mustard seed doesn't stay little, does it? A mustard seed's planted in the ground and it produces a mustard tree out of it. So, so you should be producing and it shouldn't stay small. So, but he left us the Holy Spirit. Jesus went back. But we should be living and producing things out of our life. And we should have our faith grow. Just like I said, have our faith grow. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we pray, this is going back to that prayer. We pray for somebody. I didn't see it right then and you didn't either. Okay? But it takes faith. To say, hey, I didn't see it, but I believe it. You didn't see Jesus to accept Him, but you believed in Him and, and you made Him Lord of your life. That took faith. Romans ten seventeen. How does faith come? How does faith grow? This is part of how, to faith, how faith grows in your life. Right here. You're here this morning. You should be accepting the Word of God and your faith will grow. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? Not the Word of Mark. The Word of God. It's not me preaching, but it's the Word of God coming forth. Your faith is going to grow every day when you pick up this Word and you read the Word every day. That's when your faith is going to grow, hearing by the Word of God. Nowhere in this Scripture, in any of that we read, does it say the pastor, preacher, evangelist, whoever, only has this power for their faith to grow. Nowhere. We leave it up to them a lot of times, but it doesn't say that. It's you you accepted Jesus. You're a disciple of Him. You should be doing these things and things should be following you because of the freedom and power we have through the Holy Spirit and Him working in your life. And you're allowing Him to work. James chapter 5 and verse 13. I'll let you try to get there without going on, but it's up on the screen. Is anyone among you suffering or sick? says what? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. This is all biblical stuff. When you see somebody come up here and they, we get this bottle of oil, and we've talked about this before, and I take and I put it on your head, that oil is not holy. Nothing about it is. It's a prayer of faith. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Word of God. And we're, we're obeying and doing what the Word of God says. And we're believing in faith that you're, that you're healed and that you'll be made whole. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. So this goes into sins, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another, that you may be healed. This last part, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, of a righteous person. The effective, fervent prayer. The continuous, not giving up prayer. That I'm going to pray each and every day, each and every time that thing comes up. Not wavering, because in James it talks about wavering like a ship tossed at sea. 
Not wavering on the promises of God, but standing on them and not wavering on them at all. So we pray the prayer of faith, the healing. We want the miracle then. We want the thing then. God, you said that I should, you know, miracles are going to happen. I can pray the prayer of faith and somebody be healed. And you're going to work through it. We may not see it then, but the only way that that person that gets that prayed for and is our faith agreeing with theirs is that if they keep standing, if they keep praying, if they keep believing, and if they do not doubt and waver on the Word of God, I can pray for you and agree with you, and I'll continue to pray for you, but you've got to do something yourself. I mean, it's not just up to me. It's not, well, God, here. Here it is. I want, I want this. But our problem is, we talk about a lot in our microwave society. We want it now. When we don't see it now, we start giving up. We say, God, well, your word says, yeah, and God's word does say, but God's word also says for you to act on the word of God and for you to grow in faith. And the only way you're going to grow in faith is through hearing by the Word of God. And the only way you're going to do that is exercise. Exercise your faith. You, it may be to the point in your life to where you haven't believed God for anything and you can't believe it to hear you have a headache. Right? We want that. We want God to heal, heal us. We want God to hear us. But, you know what? Well, I'm, I'm guilty of it. First thing we do when we get a headache, we go take aspirin, ibuprofen. There's nothing wrong with that. By no means. Nothing. But, do we, who do we give glory to? Well, I took out ibuprofen. I feel so much better. We didn't take out ibuprofen and say, I'm taking this, but I believe that your word is true and I'm healed. Well, that's silly. Well, sure, God, who, who gave man the knowledge to make medicine? God. Medicine in itself is good. Medicine does things for our bodies, and it'll, it'll take things away and do things for us. But if we give all the glory to the medicine and no glory to God, then our faith is in the medicine and not in the one who gave the one's ability to make the medicine so that we could take and know what to take. Right? So, so God gave them that ability to do that. So I need to make myself available to being led by the Holy Spirit and learn not to question. There's no questioning in faith. If we're truly going to be led by the Spirit of God and live in the freedom, then we've got to stop questioning the things that we see, the things that God tells us to do. Because when we do that, we're going to let doubt come in. Well, God didn't really tell me to do that. I could have done that. I could have done that for this position right here that I prayed for and about for nine months. I've told you this before. There's nothing ever been on my mind every day, all day long, like this right here was. But I could have went on and brushed it aside and still continue to come to church here, still continue to be in the sound booth, do whatever. But the church would not have prospered. Sorry. Victory Fellowship would still be going on because he probably wouldn't have stepped down. Who knows? Who knows who would have been pastor? I don't, I don't know. But I would have been a Jonah at this church because I've disobeyed God. Does that make sense? Does, you understand? And I'm not saying that because I'm here, people are coming and all this. No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. I'm not setting myself up on a pedestal. I'm doing what God told me to do. But if I hadn't have, then I don't know where we would be. I don't know where I would be. Because I didn't obey and let myself be led by the Spirit. I didn't make myself available. And I questioned and wondered. But, but I got past that, and I know this is where God's put me because I want to be led by the Spirit of God. So when the Spirit of God moves in my life, I need to learn to move with Him. 
Not against Him. Not sit here and, and it could be as simple as raising our hands in praise and worship. There's freedom in the Spirit and power in the Spirit when you raise your hands. What is the universal symbol of surrender? Right? That's the universal symbol. Everybody in, from wherever they live all in whatever nation knows that surrender. Hey, stick your hands up. If I surrender to God and I want to be led by the Spirit of God... When we're in a time of praise and worship, we're in t- we know the Holy Spirit's here. We, we, if we're at home, okay, and things are going wrong, God, I just praise you. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But we don't do it because it, it's, not, it's not natural to us. It's not natural. And so we've got to allow ourselves to be led, no questions asked by the Holy Spirit, and quit wandering and looking around us for what everybody else is doing. Because we're all supposed to be one body, one body of Christ. So I want to read this just for just for a minute, on down in, in verse in chapter twelve and starting in verse twelve of First Corinthians. We was I was talking to a pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church yesterday, and I've and I've talked to others about this. If we're going to stra- if we're hey Siri, I'm not talking to Siri. I don't either. Sorry. Love technology. Thought I had that turned off. It's my it's my little lisp I got sometimes, and it says "ethic." She thinks I'm saying Siri, and I'm not. So, all right. So, chapter twelve and verse twelve. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we're all baptized into one body. Alright, I don't want nobody to be confused. The church is not Victory Fellowship Church, Mount Zion, First Baptist, First Methodist, whoever else church, whatever is in Hartzell. That's not the church. This is a building where we join together, okay? The church is the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the church. We are the church whenever we leave here. Because we're still in the body of Christ, even though we're not joined together right here meeting as one. Does that everybody get that? So you say, well, I go to church. So you are the church. I go to Victory Fellowship, and I join together with other members of the body of Christ. All right? We, we call this a church building, and we call it the church. And, but we're the church. Because he said, upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against what he told Peter, right? So we're, we're the church wherever we go. We're supposed to be representing Jesus and the body of Christ wherever we go. So he said, baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, slaves or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am of, not, a, not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If then, if the whole body were an eye, where would all, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He's pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? So we know the body of Christ, He's, he's comparing it to our natural bodies. Hands, feet. There's nothing in our body more important than the other. We know that if our heart quit pumping, but that's what Jesus, we say He resides in our heart, right? 
fig went pumping, then it wouldn't matter about the rest of it because we wouldn't be here. We'd be dead. But there's people that, that live without limbs and without different things, and you, they know you could talk to them, and sure, yeah, if I, if I had this leg, if I had my hand, if I had my finger, whatever, I could be better. I, I could do more. But so there's nothing more important in our body one than the other. Our, and, and we look here. I am not more important in the body of Christ because I'm up here preaching. I'm not more important than any other one of you. If you're saved, you're in the body of Christ. There is something and room for everybody to do, everything to do, and, and something for everybody to do no matter what. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit what is He wants you to do and what He can lead you to do. And, and what you can move into and how He wants you to perform in the body of Christ. That's where we need to get to each day. And then nothing in here is it talking about different denominations either. Just because we're non-denominational, we're not part of a man-made denomination, okay? Then, then we're not better. We're not, we're not the head. We're, we're not the eye and see everything clearer than everybody else. We should all be, no matter what name on the door, the body of Christ. And that's how we should portray ourselves. I... I People get me when I when I talk to them and say, "Hey, how are you? I, you know, where do you go to church? Oh, I'm Southern Baptist. Oh, I'm Methodist. Really? You should lead out. Hey, I'm a child of God. Not where you go to church. Not what denomination you go to. I don't tell people, "Hey, how you know? Where do you go to church? Oh, I'm non-denominational. What does that What does that matter? Where is that in the Bible? It's not. It's not going to bring anybody into the body of Christ." Because I tell them what denomination I'm, I'm part of. There's no denomination better than the other. It's all man-made. And it's all man-thought up. Sure, God uses everybody in whatever church. He can still use them, okay? The Holy Spirit's like, because you go to this denomination, I can't move there. He don't move there because they don't let Him move there. He don't move here a lot of times because we don't let Him move here. So... It's, it's no different. It doesn't talk about that. So we're all one body. We need to start acting like and portraying ourselves as the body of Christ. Wherever we go, there's no one more important than the other. Just There's no titles more important than the other. Titles are all man-made anyway. All right? There's none of that in the body of Christ. We're here to build each other up and lift each other up and let the Holy Spirit lead and guide us and direct us wherever we go. And here, out there, at home, on our drive to work and home, wherever we're at, we need to make sure that the Holy Spirit is leading us and we're open and willing to let Him lead us so we can edify others, edify God, edify others and build each other up no matter where we're at. Because in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 12, it says, And if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. When you hurt yourself, sure, there's pain there, wherever it's at, wherever you hurt yourself at. But your whole body feels that also, doesn't it? your whole nerves, your, your whatever, you feel that pain. So one of us is hurting. Somebody's hurting in the body of Christ. Instead of our first reaction is, well, they knew what they were doing. Why did they do that? They, 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 they knew better than that. Instead of us gossiping, talking, like I can't believe them, our first thing to do, because what happens whenever we get cut? What does our body do? It starts repairing itself automatically, doesn't it? It starts, it starts wanting to attack that infection. When, we, when, our, when, when a foreign infection comes in our body, sickness or whatever, our body takes over and wants to heal and wants to you know, get that infection out of there, whatever it is. 
whatever it is. So when we're hurt, when somebody in, in the church, in the body of Christ is hurt, it's our job to go to them. Hey, let's pray. Hey, let's see what we can do to get fixed. Let's see what we can do to get you back to where you need to be and come on back home where you need to be. Let's, let's do that instead of, instead of all this other stuff to go wrong. Because it says, or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. So don't get into jealousy. Don't get into different things because somebody's in this or you see somebody as that. No, no, no. God still loves you. He's no respecter of persons. None at all. So we're here for each other. We're here to build each other up, not tear each other down. So because we all know that Satan wants to keep division, hatred, jealousy, strife, envy, all the other works of the flesh we read about a couple weeks ago. He wants to keep that prevalent in the church and these church buildings, and the denominations of the church, all these different things. He wanted to keep that there to where we do not work together and flow together. Because if we're not working together and flowing together, then we can't heal as we need to. We can't mend as we need to. We can't build each other up as we need to because we're worried about us, worried about me, worried about what I got, and not worried about what anybody else has going on. So we need to help each other and be there for each other. In verse 27, you know, we read a couple weeks ago that you were bought with a price. You're not your own person, remember? This, explain, this, this plainly says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. You are the body of Christ. You make up the body of Christ. The millions of people that, that are on this earth that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior is the body of Christ, okay? Wherever they are, not just in Faultful, Alabama, we're all part of one body. And we all need to remember that. But the main thing we need to remember and take with us today is that wherever you go, whatever you do, you're, you're, you're carrying the name of Jesus with you. You need to show the name of Jesus. You need to speak the name of Jesus. You let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you wherever you're at. And, and whatever's going on in your life, you can be healed from those things. Sins are sti- Jesus still forgives sins. Miracles still happen. Things can flee out of your life when you believe in the name of Jesus and trust in Him. Those all are still prevalent and relevant today in our life. And we need to remember that. So it takes all of us. It's not just me. It's not just somebody else preaching. It's not the pastor of the other church or anything. It takes all of us living as God's called us to live. So, so don't, do not ever think that God's gave up on you, that there's no hope for you or whoever else. He said He'd come to save, deliver, and heal. Set free. Set set. The captives free. He, he wants us to be free in our life and live free. And he left the Holy Spirit for us to lead and guide us so we can be free and walk in that freedom. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand this morning. If you're here this morning and... You know that Jesus is not Lord of your life. You, you say, I've, I've never said that prayer. I've, I've never asked Him to come into my heart. The Holy Spirit can't lead you as we talked about. Because He's not there living in your life. But He wants to be. He wants to be producing out of you. He wants to lead you. He wants to use you. So if you're here this morning and i made Jesus Lord of your life, I say this every week, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not the next day. We don't know what's promised to us. Today is the day. 
Today's the day where you can come back home and start healing and mending those things that are broken in your life. You don't have to live in that pain. You don't have to live in that agony. You don't have to live in the thoughts in the past because as we heard this morning, we're clean. Those rags, unrighteous, filthy rags. He said, no, they're washed in the blood. They're clean. They're clean because of what Jesus done for us. So stop rejecting the move of the Holy Spirit in your life and let Him do as He wants to in your life this morning. Amen. As the music plays...